Dear parents and community of HES Academies, welcome to another family engagement broadcast. And with me in the studio is Mr. Ahmed Balut from Access. Welcome, Ahmed. Thank you, Wissam. Thank you for having me. Ahmed has been working for over eight years uh, of law enforcement with law enforcement. He's working now with uh, for Access Substance Use Program for four years, for the last four years. Uh, in collaboration with Dearborn Police, Ahmed works with officers to locate and help individuals and families who suffer from drug addiction, mental health, and suicide. He provides awareness and health education programs for the youth and parents in the schools. He also provides uh, Naloxon training for individuals, families, businesses, and community members. Welcome, Ahmed, uh, and thank you for the last uh, family engagement broadcast you did at Star International Academy. It's available now on uh, YouTube for those who would like to catch up with it. Today's topic is about shifting youth focus from grades to growth. Very important shift and has um, uh, also its consequences as far as mental health uh, in that respect. Before we jump into the presentation, I would like to share with you a few information. First of all, Next week uh, will be spring break, March 27 to March 31st. We will be off. Uh, another announcement is the second annual athletics fundraiser is on the golf outing. It's going to be on June 17, 2023 on a Saturday. It's $85 per golfer, 300 for four golfers. It includes lunch and prizes, raffle, swag bags, etc. Uh, the all proceeds benefit the athletic departments at SIA, UA, and ULA. You can get your tickets now at bit.ly forward slash SIA Golf Outing 2023. Uh, tickets are actually running fast this year, so we recommend that you get yours as soon as possible and uh, support the athletic departments at these three academies. Also, I want to share with you a little uh, call to action by MAPSA. Regarding the 23-24 school aid budget, uh, I'm going to post some information in the uh, comments uh, to actually communicate as parents with your representatives and uh, influencing them on the school aid budget. Believe it or not, uh, some of the uh, budget um, um, uh, points that have been introduced um, uh, recommended a 20% cut to online charter schools. Uh, it has proposed $750 million in infrastructure projects, but excluding charter schools. And they uh, have uh, proposed expanding the sinking fund, but also excluding charter schools from that. So um, many times charter schools are excluded from the funding that is available for public schools and we would like our representatives and senators in Lansing to know that uh, we care about funding for charter schools as much as public schools uh, and that all children must be worth the same and be equal. So um, I left you with a, a little link that you can communicate directly with your reps uh, on just to remind them about that. So thank you very much. Without further ado, Mr. Ahmed Balut from Access was shifting uh, focus, youth focus from grades to growth. Thank you, Wissam. Uh, the slide is out. Okay, wonderful. Thank you. So today we're going to be talking about shifting uh, focus 
for grades to growth. A lot of times we concentrate on what is the child's GPA instead of them concerning if they actually understood the subject. And we're going to go more in depth about it, uh, the cons of it, with it, the side effects of it, and so on and so forth. So without ado, we're going to start the history of grading system. Basically, it's a new system that's been around not too long ago. It was uh, It's dating about 1940s. Uh, for primary reason is uh, they want to track uh, progress in between uh, institutions and the teachers. So basically they need to, to figure out what's the growth, what's the average pretty much. Uh, the development was not geared towards uh, helping the students in any way, shape or sort. It's pretty much just to pro track their progress. Uh, it, it's not beneficial to them in any way. So it's a way for the teachers to communicate the grades with the institutions or uh, whether it's uh, state, federal, and so on and so forth. So students are praised based on their grades. They don't, they're not asked if they understood the subject. They don't ask if they benefit from any subject. They are praised on their grades. Uh, most likely, a lot of parents, when they do parent-teacher meetings, uh, if they, may, they meet the teachers regarding the children's uh, grade and not if they understood the subject. Uh, the, the student learning, they don't ask them about what they're learning, what they're benefiting from it. They just look at the numbers, pretty much. And students are pressured to compete to meet certain standards. So they get overwhelmed with workload, cramming, they cram studies, memorizing. Uh, a lot of times if they memorize, they pretty much go into autopilot where they do the test and the assignments, and that's pretty much it. Uh, some teachers are very strict in retaking certain exams, again, to uh, hire the GPA or for results. Uh, not only that, we've noticed in the last few years, there's a lot of state and federal tests uh, we have little kids in class. They keep taking tests after test after test so they can get tracked and they have to be submitted for the state and federal. Uh, that's something to keep in mind also. So why students value grades more than learning? Again, they are praised depending on how high the grade are. That uh, it it presents a stress, uh, a layer of stress on them. Every grade counts towards the student's overall GPA. If a, if a uh, kid wants to go to college, they look at their GPA. If uh, there are certain internships require a certain GPA, uh, certain admissions require even certain jobs, they take the top 10, top 15, a certain position so they can fill up those, uh, those job applications. Some employees don't even consider applicants who have lower than a certain amount of GPA, depending on the career path. Some colleges automatically admit students in the top 10% of their high school class which is usually determined, again, depending on their GPA level, the grade level. Student with the 2.5 GPA, if you compare them, they might understand the subject much more than a person that has 4.0 GPA. And uh, that student will retain that memory of that subject, uh, comparing it to 4.0 GPA that uh, they throw their papers away the minute they're done from high school. That's a lot of stuff we need to keep in mind. So how academic stress impacts students? Uh, they did a research back in 2014, and they found out that 80% of the kids 
thought their pa parents cared more about their achievement and then their happiness. And what is unfortunate, they always look back, even all cultures, all backgrounds, the parents will look back and see how good the kid in school. If the kid is doing good in school, that's it. All bets are off. They can do whatever they want, which is uh, presents a layer of pressure on them. Many students base their sense of self, their worth, how much they are valued, depending how their, how high their grade is. And that uh, builds up a lot of animosity, a lot of depression on them. When students get obsessed about grades, it hurts them mentally and physically and affects their, uh, their motivation for learning. Instead of learning being enjoyable and them retaining that memory of certain subject, they're just cramming up, uh, cramming up their studies in order for them to get a higher grade. So many students who feel the pressure to succeed are more likely to cheat, stay up late to study, become depressed, and seek relief in drugs. Some drugs are used in different colleges that makes them focus, that are extremely addictive and extremely harmful to them. They take a thing, they're going to focus, they're going to have a higher grade also. Uh, it's, been, it's been shown. Some students turn to stimulants to boost their performance or, or uh, performance. And a lot of students, they resort to caffeine. When I do my presentation in the schools, I see a lot of kids walking around with their coffee cups or their energy drinks in, uh, in high school or in colleges. And uh, what it does is they want to stay up. They want to stay motivated. They want to stay awake so they can pay attention more and get the higher GPA. And uh, they stay up late to study late at night so they can get the higher GPA. Uh, they take counter alert pills to help them stay out and study. Those are very harmful substances that can, can be, become addictive, could be harmful for them. And again, they end up cramming their studies so they can get the higher GPA. So how academic strikes impact students? There's evidence that students focus on grades can have negative effect on academic progress. Students feel motivated to do well in academic, but have their self-worth on the line, doesn't help them perform and cause them to stress out. Uh, that all that pressure of having high grades, they end up stressing out. Uh, a lot of time we do respond to some certain crisis of high achieving kids that uh, there's so much overwhelming demands of having that higher GPA, that higher education, and not feeling their self-worth, that they are worthy, they are amazing, whether they get that grade or not. But that society, the society we live in, that the times we live in, that pushes you. Well, you need to have that higher GPA to get that dream job, to get that uh, college uh, full ride uh, graduation. So it's not only the parents, it's the whole system itself that's geared towards GPA. And it's becoming very counterproductive. Also, students who base their self-worth on academic outcomes are more likely to report conflicts between the parents or the teacher for the grade because of the stress that it causes to them. So how parents factor in? Many parents accept their child to always, uh, to always as their test. So it becomes a matter of social competence among parents. Uh, I can I can speak for myself. A lot of the parents they say, "Oh, uh, look at this kid. 
Look at his high GPA. Why can't you have, what is that person has a, what is that kid has higher GPA than you? You can do that. And that presents a pressure for them. A PTA meeting, uh, the focus on clarifying the assignment and grading method, as well as helping the child to improve. It should not be on your kid's grade. They need to, there should be a certain way where if the kid understands the subject and can prove it, that should be a passing grade. Instead of putting the rest of or doing all these assignments on all these testings that gives them more pressure. The area where the parents are, have the most power to make positive change is to make sure that the kids do their homework. So if the kid shows up, does his homework, automatically they'll be able to get a higher grade. Some parents seem to feel that even if the final grades are posted, they have to go to the teacher and talk to the teacher so they can raise that kid's grade. Again, we're not looking at uh, education as a way of growth. We're looking at it as a GP, as a race. And that thought process needs to change. So there is the saying, this conversation has happened before between a teacher, a mother, or a father and their child. The parents will go, hey, I'm treating you like this because this is how you'll be treated in college. And then the kid will be like, guess what? I'm not in college yet. I'm 15 years and I'm in high school for a reason. So there's a reason they're in that high school. There's a reason there's that, that growth process. There's a grading system. So they need to live out their age at when the age is proper. When a person turns 18, they go to college. That's when the responsibility increases. You don't want to push your kid more than their age and put too much responsibility more than they can handle. You need to allow the child to be a child and to enjoy the process so they can enjoy and retain the information as they grow older and they go through the journey of education. It is important to note that this is not a one-party problem. It is not the parents' fault. It is not the administration's fault. It's everybody working collectively to change, to make a change and change the, uh, the, the, the process of grading system that's causing a lot of kids a lot of pressure and pressure and anxiety. So it takes a village, as they say. So it takes it's from the students, the school, the parents, along with other stakeholders, should be state, federal. Uh, everybody should be involved in board to make the change, make a school more productive. There's a lot of different, uh, there, this change is happening slowly. It is implemented in different countries where they have different style of educating. Of course, it, it has to vary depending on where we live, the, the, the location we live in, the type of population we're working with, but we can make education more productive. Uh, so school strategies that reduce student stress, those are already happening. We can see in a lot of schools. Training, of course, obviously there's always training. Training is changing, education is changing. So you train the staff to develop, uh, conduct workshops and engaging and alternative uh, assessment methods, develop test and project uh, calendar to help uh, ease the students' uh, workload. So if you put the put a calendar in the class where the kids can see what does the future look like, when is the assignment is due, and it's always uh, there in front of them, they can always keep track of it, and the teacher can all actually keep reminding them and so they can stay on task. Change the schedule to allow more free periods, more tutorials and advisory periods. This way the kids can get more help. And also uh, altering exams. 
moving exam from grading to actually project. Most people I would know are more hands-on. And if they're more hands-on, they understand the subject. Instead of making a test, make a project so they can imply what they learn. Instead of testing in the testing theory, they can apply what they learn and doing certain projects. So how can teachers prioritize learning cover uh, learning over grading? So shifting the language. So it's always about the language, how you present it to the student and focus from task completion. So for example, you need to do this instead of this, this is what you're gonna be learning. So if you present it to them this way, they may be more receptive to it. Learning reflection and mindfulness. This is a really big one. How to reflect on the subject and be mindful. Allow redos and evolving assignment. An assignment should not be a one-time thing. It should be prolonged, so, such as papers written in installments. Instead of one-time thing, you need to submit this right now. They can do it in different, like step one, step two, step three, dissemination feedback, but no grades. And uh, only once the, the whole assignment is completed and submitted, that should be uh, accepted. So better collaboration with peers. This is a really big one. I see it already in the change where instead of being an individual to solving a problem, you solve a problem collectively with the friends, with the classmates. So students can learn from each other and learn how to work as a team and uh, share information. And uh, if a kid missed an information from a, the teacher explaining to them, the other kid can help them out and talk to them at their level. So this uh, has proven very, very productive and effective. So uh, they, they got to ask better question. How can we help them? to ask their questions when they're when they're deciding whether to take the course. What did you learn today in the course versus what did the course had was the course hard or easy? So you can ask them, what did you learn? So this is different grades of vocabulary. Again, it's all about communication. So instead of saying grade grading, you can say assess or assessment. The score, instead of being at a race, it could be an assessment also. What did I get instead of what did I learn? Problem versus challenge. Get good grades, achieve proficiency or mastery at a subject, understanding the subject and being able to apply what you learn. So this is another one that's very, very important. Intrinsic behavior versus extrinsic. Intrinsic motivation, pretty much terminology, this is what it says. The inward motivation, orientation, the motivation that is self-centered in a person in a positive way, and that someone's own desire to learn from the task that has the highest priority. So it's looking into oneself and understanding it. It's uh, understanding the subject to oneself. Extrinsic motivation, this is on the other hand, relies on entirely on the outside world for incentives such as praises and grades to learn. Basically, you're trying to please everybody in order to you to get the grades, to get the satisfaction and the praises, which is counterproductive. So instinctive versus extensive again, 
many students use their grades as a barometer of their intelligence. So if you have a 4.0 GPA that makes you a smart person, that creates a problem. When the goal is to be smart, the formula is reduced to maximizing grades while minimizing effort. Whereas when the goal is to learn, the formula is about to maximizing learning while optimizing effort. Pretty much what this explains is basically when you're intrinsic, you're going to do whatever it takes to get to that grade any way possible. Whether you have to cram, study, memorize without understanding the subject, what it's meant. Basically, when you're going to school, you're, you're there to learn and understand the subject you'll be able to apply in the future. And this is that this that definitely doesn't add up to it. Students who base their self-worth on academic performance are more likely to pour conflicts in their professional life and their career life and greater amount of stress because they're trying so hard to maintain that high GPA. Students who base self-esteem and internal sources, such as being virtuous person or adhering to moral standings where they end up being more peaceful, they'll be able to adapt to more changes as life throw at them. So pretty much and refrain from using drugs or substances. So that's something to keep in mind. If a person invests into themselves, they'll be more at peace. So de developing an intrinsic motivation at an early age is a good way for them to grow in life later on. And because life is not one straight highway, it's, it has its ups and downs. And if you have an intrinsic motivation, you'll be able to adapt to the changes in life and be able to concert on your self-worth as an individual as life goes on and as they grow older. And the sooner they learn that, the better they'll be able to master it as they grow older. And then being a full adult, developing your own career path, having to figure that out later on in life, it'll be that much harder for you to change. So we need to encourage our kids to think and to, uh, to, to adapt intro, intrinsic motivation, become a role model for the student interest, do your work with the energy and, and enthusiasm and set realistic performance goals, okay? So encourage them to set their own reasonable goals and help them achieve it. Be free with, with the praises and con constructive criticism so they can they need to be able to accept some criticism because again uh they need to be able to accept it and adapt it be free so neg negative comments should pertain to particular performance not the performer himself so if a kid does something and uh, it's wrong instead of directing the negative comment at them we need to direct the negative comment at the product at what happened at the act this way they, they cannot blame themselves for it, but then actually change what's wrong with the act. So offer non-judgmental feedback on students' work, stress opportunities to improve and learn more. Look for ways to stimulate the advancement. Place appropriate emphasis on testing and grading. Tests should be a means of showing what is a student has mastered, not how much they memorized. Let, let's be clear on that. So they need to understand the subject first, you know, and the, the more they ask, understand and master it, the more it's going to be beneficial to them than memorizing it. 
And this is it. This is our presentation. I think it, I sent it on. Yep. Thank you, Ahmed, for this important presentation. Yes. Yeah. I had one more PowerPoint, but I think it says thank you on it, so we're good. Well said. Sure. Uh, thanks again for this uh, presentation. Uh, we don't have questions at this time. I know it's a dismissal time also at the schools. So I hope that parents will uh, see this at a later time. And also students, uh, we can use this, uh, Ahmed, <clears throat> to share by, you know, counselors can share this presentation for students who are having um, anxiety about grades or they're worried about their grades. We want them to focus, shift their focus to growth rather than grades. But like you said, it's something has to do with the whole structure and system and, and industry, how it focuses on grades or gives the impression of focus on grades, while uh, in reality, the growth is really what uh, matters and what mostly counts. <clears throat> with that, we come to an end to for our presentation, and we'd like to share with you again uh, the announcements, uh, reminders that next week is uh, a spring break. Please make sure that students are in attendance tomorrow. It's a half day at HES Academies, but it's very important that they make the attendance. And also, <clears throat> we would like to remind everyone about the upcoming uh, golf um, uh, Outing, that's a fundraiser for the athletic departments at SIAUA in ULA. And we have shared with you also a call to action in the comments, so please uh, uh, try to click on it. Uh, we have finalized uh, uh, student government field trips to uh, the state capital with advocacy training. Uh, last Tuesday, ULA student government was uh, visiting the state capitol. They met with few senators and they received advocacy training by uh, MAPSA, so that was wonderful. Please ask your child if they were in student government about uh, that trip and what they've learned from it. Uh, enjoy your the rest of the week and your spring break, and we'll see you afterwards. See you, Ahmed, and thank you, Access, again. Thank you, Isam, Ramadan, Karim, for all the what's observed, and enjoy the rest of the week. Thank you. Bye.